Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. I'm William Crawford, the host of this show, and today we're on location in Bighorn, Wyoming. Been chasing antelope over the last few days. We've got Porter and JT here with us to talk a little bit about this trip and this hunt that went down uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, so we'll kick it off with, with JT, seeing that he was the one that first got on the, the board uh, in this antelope hunt. It didn't take long, JT. Tell us a little bit about your hunt. Yeah, it was very short-lived. Uh, we went out there, went through a couple of gates, checked a different couple of herds of antelope, and uh, it didn't take long for John to say, uh, there's your antelope. And uh, it was game on after that, maybe 50-yard stalk, up on the shooting six we went and uh, made a 230-yard shot, and he didn't make it but probably 20 or 30 yards. Well, you said you wanted to, to to shoot one quick, and I don't think you can get any any quicker than that. But um, you know, we we flew in uh, to uh, Billings, Montana, uh, the night before, and through travel delays and changed flights and issues along the way, we didn't get into to camp till about two o'clock uh, that 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 morning. And we decided to, to sleep in and, and get going, shoot our, our rifles before we went out on the hunt to make sure everything was sighted in and, and ready to go. Because uh, you never know what, what kind of shots that you'll be taking out here in this wide open and country. And so uh, it was a little before lunch when we actually headed out, had a game plan to, to go out and, uh, and see what we could do in, in, in this new western style hunting for us southern boys. Uh, and, and, you know, again, you, you were able to, to knock yours down fairly quickly. Uh, kind of take us through, I, I know it all happened very fast, but JT, take us through kind of like the, the, the few moments before you squeezed off. What, I mean, what was going through your mind knowing that you've never been on an antelope hunt before, you've never been out here out west before? Uh, kind of take us through that. Yeah, I was definitely worked up because, you know, uh, had three people watch me, didn't want to miss and mess up. And, uh, you know, we tried to set up on him one time, and he kind of stepped over a little hill, so then we had to stalk him again for uh, a little ways up the hill. And uh, whenever we came up on him that second time, it was game on. I was definitely shaking just like shooting a big deer back home. But uh, luckily we made it all come together. Well, I know you were excited, and, and man, it, it happened happened quick. But, you know, the number of antelope that are out here, uh, is is amazing. Uh, I mean, they're they're around every corner, and and uh, you know, as our guide said, if you just want to shoot a, a any old antelope, it, it doesn't take long, and it may take a little longer to, to find you a, a really good trophy. But uh, you know, the one that you were able to take was a nice one indeed, and uh, knocked it out quick. And you had old Garrett Devers behind the camera filming for Outdoor Scholars TV, and was able to lay down some good footage with that, and. Uh, can't wait to, to see how we can put that, that episode together with uh, your antelope hunt. So uh, while you and, and Garrett and your guides were off, you know, getting your antelope, Porter and myself and 
our guide Steve went out and, and we stopped several different herds and checked them out along the way and uh, couldn't couldn't find the right antelope and uh, it took us a little longer a couple hours of doing some glassing and searching and, and we finally found us a, a an antelope porter and, and porter was up first um, and I was behind the camera uh, filming and uh, Porter kind of take us through the hunt and what what all took place with uh, with your antelope Well, we got to the property and we were seeing a bunch of antelope and we were stopping and looking glassing That's the key thing out here is glassing if you don't have a good pair of binoculars and or a spotting scope It's a hard uh, You have a hard time Distinguishing the big bucks from the, the little bucks because the little bucks since they have the shorter nose they look bigger than they actually are so we got on a couple bucks and went through a bunch of gates like JT said but the gates out here are a little tricky than the ones back at home they're uh, ball bar gates and fence posts so you had to maneuver through them and then we got up on the buck I actually shot and we set up right on the other side of the fence and we it was a little bit iffy on the shot because it was right around 450 when we finally got set up and so we drove through the gate uh, he rejoined the herd and we dropped off the hill ran through a little draw and then belly crawled up another hill and there he was with a herd of probably 10 and there was actually two good bucks in the herd well our guide steve was like you need to shoot the one in the back and then the one in the front turned the right way he said no 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 the one in the front is the one you need to shoot. So that's the one I shot. He was about 200 yards. <clears throat> and I squeezed off around. He didn't run 50 yards and fell in, in a draw. So it was just real exciting. Different style of hunting. And I'm glad we got to stock the, all the antelope that we harvested while we are out here. Well, you know, that hunt was, it was a good hunt. Like you said, we had to make a, a short little stalk down in a ravine through a little canyon and back up on top of the hill and um, you know we didn't realize that there were two bucks right there uh, in that that herd and then we come up over the hill and there were two and there was that one that we thought we were going after was laying down and uh, then like you said the other one kind of turned and our guide Steve said no it's it's the one standing up and uh, you were able to put a put a good shot on it, and uh, he didn't run but about 50 yards and then, then fell over right there. But then it, it got even more exciting because the herd didn't run off all that terribly far, just up the other other draw, and, and that other antelope was, was still there. And so you and I switched places and trying to see if we could get a, get a double out of it, but that, that other buck just would not cooperate. He constantly was walking away from us, and, and he went from 300 yards to 400 yards to 500 yards. And, uh, you know, we knew our equipment very well, knew what we could shoot to. And once he got to about 600, we knew that it was game over for, for that. And uh, But went down and recovered your, your antelope and did did all the grips and, and grins with, with it. And uh, it, it was... It was really a cool hunt, and I was glad to to be behind the camera and get to experience that. And we got him all field dressed and, and loaded up, and 
we were fortunate that where he fell was right there next to the the cattle trail and uh, we were just able to pull the truck right there and uh, load it up and, and get out of there and we met up with with JT and and their guide and, and they had been kind of scouting around for us I guess you could say uh, to help fill that one last antelope tag and they told us where some good good uh, bucks were and so we went and started checking them out we stopped at the first place and looked at it and our guide Steve really thought we could do a little bit better he at least wanted to go check out the other ones uh, and the other herd that had been seen to kind of see which one we'd go after and and man we had two really nice goats uh, on up the road and uh, put the spotting scope on them and, and see which one we really wanted and uh, they were about 450 yards from the start and we were trying to decide where they were going because they would go one direction, turn, and then start going the other. And lo and behold, if, if they didn't turn and start walking right towards us. And so we made a move, and then we really were too close, uh, but we couldn't get up over the rise to see them. So we backed out and kind of went back around and uh, was able to get positioned up. And heck, when we popped up over the hill, he was within 200 yards of us. And uh, he was the, the bigger of the two two goats there and uh, was able to, to get a shot. Man, I know my adrenaline was, was pumping. Uh, I didn't feel like I had a very steady shot, uh, but, you know, that, that window of opportunity was running out, and, and Steve was, he was in panic mode that we wasn't going to get this, this shot off. And he told me it was 190 yards, and so I got as steady as I could and squeezed around off and, Joker spun around in a circle and hit the ground, and I knew he was a was a good goat, but I didn't know how good it exactly was until we got up there. And, and man, he had some beautiful curls, uh, good length, uh, had the ivory tips. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a, a a better hunt than we had. We had a good stalk, a good hunt, a good shot. Uh, it was just an amazing opportunity. It wasn't too far from uh, sunset, uh, so we had great backdrops uh, with the clouds and the sun going down it would just it capped off the end of a really good day out in the field um, and all the struggles that we had getting here it was well worth it uh, I would say I'd do it again in a, in a heartbeat so uh, it didn't take us long to fill these antelope tags but uh, it was a it was an adventure uh, that I won't ever forget so Guys, what, what's something that, that y'all take away from this, this hunt, this trip, this experience uh, that you'll you'll always remember? Yeah, for me, definitely probably the scenery. I mean, it's, it's just such a change being out here in uh, this mountain, kind of like half mountain, half desert country. I mean, one, 10 minutes down the road, you're walking through cactuses, and then here we're staying, there's snow-covered mountains right out our bedroom windows, so just... The scenery and then all the wildlife. I mean, we just driving down the road, you see probably a hundred deer. No exaggeration there. I mean, they are everywhere. Every time you look left and every time you look right, there's a different group of deer, antelope, or mule deer. It's it's just crazy the abundance of wildlife and how beautiful it is out here. Yeah, I know when we were driving through town yesterday, we went right by one of the schools uh, here in Sheraton, Wyoming, and shoot, there was a hundred antelope out in the the playground, basically right across from the school and. Uh, that that was that was an amazing sight to see and like you said the mule deer mixed in and there were a few whitetails running around but you know what got my attention was these Merriam turkeys running around oh yeah uh, yeah they're, they're they're right here at, at uh, Little Goose Ranch where we're we're staying 
Uh, we've seen them the last two mornings, uh, just out and about. and uh, It makes me want to come up here in the spring and, and shoot some Merriams, but they're beautiful turkeys. I've never seen one in person before, but that, that white coloration that they have, it, it's, it's awesome to, to see. So, Porter, what's something that, that you'll, you'll take away from this opportunity, this trip, uh, to, that you'll always remember? I mean, something I'll take away and like applying the hunting in the south is uh, being patient, being persistent, because we got on a bunch of good bucks, like I said earlier, but you kind of have to be picky out here. Like, if you want a good buck, you're going to have to hunt it, hunt your butt off for it. But, and just something that I'm always going to remember is, like JT said, the great scenery out here, because you can go outside and the, the mountain caps are covered in snow because they had a dusting earlier this week and it's just beautiful and i mean i can't be more thankful for the opportunity to come out here i'll definitely be back well you you've been out in Wyoming too long for calling it a dust and us southern boys think three inches of snow is a blizzard so uh but they they did have snow out here at the beginning of the week uh it's all gone down in the the valleys and uh, through town and stuff where we're at, but they're still up on the, the mountaintops. And uh, the Bighorn Mountains are right here uh, in our backyard, and um, it, it, it's definitely a beautiful sight. It was breathtaking yesterday morning going out and, and seeing it for the first time, and, and uh, it was definitely beautiful. So, uh, you know, something that I'll take away from this, uh, yes, there are is a, an abundance of, of wildlife, but as Porter said, just being patient and and really studying and knowing what you're looking for with these antelope and and it's tough to have and that's why you have to have the right equipment with these spotting scopes so you can really tell the the details and, and what you're looking at and and i learned a little bit about that uh in this trip and you know it's it's not that hard of a hunt uh, but it's really enjoyable uh, just the, the spot and stalk aspect of it and using the terrain and trying to, I think, just laying out the game plan. That's what I really enjoyed about it is is, is laying out a plan and hoping that plan comes together. So uh, that, that was that was fun for, for me. And, and, you know, getting to crawl and sneak, I felt like I was turkey hunting a little bit uh, in, in, in my hunt and, and with yours too, Porter. So uh, I, I loved it dearly. But... Uh, we want to uh, say a special thank you to, to Ed Meredith and uh, Christine here at uh, Little Goose uh, for hosting us and, and putting us up here at the ranch. And, and also just the, the food, the accommodations and everything we've had has been top notch. Um, all of our guides and everything that we've had throughout the, the course of the time here, it's, it's been awesome. You know, they, they, they guide here uh, mule deer, uh, elk whitetails uh, it makes me want to come back and and maybe shoot for a, uh, a mule deer or some elk but they had some really nice mule deer brought in in the last few days that we were able to see and again being a boy from Alabama you don't see antler growth like that on those whitetails it was it was amazing so maybe something to add to our our bucket list but uh, again just thank you to to, to Ed and and, uh, and Christine for having us here at Little Goose so uh, anything else, guys, that, that y'all can think of or or, or, or want to tell the, the listeners? Just a big thank you to Ed and all our guides. Steve is a great guide, and getting to run around with him for 
the afternoon was um, just amazing. So thank you all, and if you ever get a chance to come to Wyoming, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, you know, it's important, talking about our guide Steve, you know, there's no doubt he knew what he was doing, and, and you could tell from the get-go that, that he was a hunter. And, and we talked about some of the different trips and things that he had been on personally, and so, uh, and, and just watching him and listening to him, I, I knew we were in good hands for sure in, in, in our hunts. But um, again, we're here in um, Wyoming, wrapping up our antelope hunt, getting ready to fly back. Uh, we're sitting here with the mountains in our backdrop, uh, with a creek stream uh, running. Uh, it, it's a beautiful sight out here. Um, the antelope hunt was just a bonus. So uh, check back with us next time to see where in the world we may be with the Outdoor Scholars Program. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Also, it would really help us out if you would rate and review. Be sure to come back often for a new episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast.